Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio Update. Mets fans breathing a sigh of relief today. Jared DeGrom is getting paid big time. The Mets ponying up the dollars to pay the ace on a five-year extension worth $137.5 million. The contract begins in 2019, including a full non-trade clause and contains both an opt after 2020 and then a $34.5 million option for season two in 2024. The deal very similar to the one that Chris signed just say, uh, signed with the Boston Red Sox. DeGrom is the reigning NL Cy Young winner, going 10-9 and nine last season, but had a sparkling 1.70 ERA and a stellar 0.91 whip. The Mets rotation looking pretty damn good. DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, and Steven Dormatz. The Chicago Cubs have agreed to a four-year extension with pitcher Kyle Hendricks. The 29-year-old Hendricks coming off a 14-11 season with a 3.44 ERA and a 1.15 whip. He tossed a career-high 199 innings despite losing some velocity as well. Hendricks is going to earn $55.5 million over four years in addition to the $7.4 million he'll earn in 2019, bringing his guaranteed cash total to $66 million through 2023. Major League Baseball has suspended San Francisco Giants president and CEO Larry Bear through July 1st without pay. The suspension stems from a physical altercation between Bear and his wife, which was caught on video back on March 1st. Conor McGregor is supposedly calling it quits from MMA. Controversial fighter leaving a late-night tweet saying goodbye to the fight game. But this isn't the first time McGregor has taken to Twitter to retire. Remember back in April of 2016, McGregor, the former two-division champ, tweeted he would retire young only to be fighting twice just six months later. The 30-year-old's last fight was October 6th when he lost to Khabib Nurmagomedov. And McGregor also arrested earlier this month for allegedly smashing a man's phone outside a Miami Beach hotel. Uh, his record, 21 and, 21 and 4 going out. And problems still lingering in his home country. The fighter is still under investigation for sexual assault in Ireland. In football, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones doesn't seem to be sweating about locking up Demarcus Lawrence long term. Dallas placing the franchise tag on the star defensive end for a second straight year. And the two parties have until July 15th to work out a deal. The 26-year-old recording 64 tackles, 10.5 sacks, and two forced fumbles during the 2018 campaign. The New York Jets have officially put the number three overall pick in the NFL draft on the trading block. New York did uh, trade up last year to land quarterback Sam Darnold. It cost them three second-round picks, including a second-rounder from this year's draft. It looks like they're going to stockpile some assets. And Gabe, your prediction for Gronk's future so far, the favorite on the board, according to sportsbooks, fighting in the WWE, Gronk is listed at the favorite at plus 150 at some books. NFL broadcaster, second at 2-1, to one. actor, 5-1, to one. male stripper, the big pooch, 50-1 to one for Gronk. NCAA hoop tournament still on the go tonight, NIT action. Number six, Wichita State, and number one seed, Indiana, Hoosiers minus four, 138. Number two, Creighton, and number one seed, TCU. The Horn Frogs of TCU laying three and a half, 151. Here's the rest of the board. Charleston Southern at Hampton. Hampton, minus two, 157. Presbyterian at Marshall tonight. Thundering Herd, minus five and a half, 168 and a half. And FIU is at Green Bay. Green Bay, minus four. Huge total. 179. We saw that horrible leg injury last night in Portland with Yusuf Nurkic. He's out the rest of the season after that brutal injury. Following the loss, the Blazers clinching that playoff spot for a sixth straight year. They're fourth in the West at 46 and 27. Busy, hectic night in the association. We have 10 games on the bill. Boston minus five at Cleveland. 216 is your over-under. We have San Antonio minus four at Charlotte. 221 the total. Orlando at the Miami Heat. 
Heat minus four and a half, 205. Chicago at Toronto. Raptors laying 13 and a half, 219 and a half. Atlanta minus two and a half on the road at New Orleans. High total here, 242. Houston at Milwaukee. The Bucks are minus three and a half, 224. L.A. Clippers, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites at Mini, 231. Sacramento, minus one-and-a-half at Dallas, 226 is your over-under. Denver hosting Detroit. Nougats, seven-and-a-half, 212. And the Washington Wizards are at the L.A. Lakers. Lakers, minus two, 236-and-a-half. And the groups are set for Wednesday's match play tournament at Austin Country Club. Tiger Woods, a three-time winner. He makes his return to action in a group with Patrick Cantlay, Brant Snedeker, and Aaron Wise. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning have signed head coach John Cooper to a multi-year extension. Tampa Bay on fire this year with a league leading 122 points, 21 more than the second place team with five games remaining in the regular season. And New York Islanders veteran forward Andrew Ladd's going to be out five months and miss the rest of the regular season with a torn ACL. Seven games on the ice tonight, tons of playoff implications. Carolina at Washington, Caps laying a buck 30 total six. Islanders at Columbus, Jackets minus 165 and a half. Panthers in Montreal, the Canadians are minus 190, over under six. Buffalo at Ottawa, Buffalo minus 126. The Kings in Edmonton, Oilers laying 210, six flat. Anaheim taking on Vancouver, the Canucks minus 135 and a half. And Arizona hosting Chicago right now, the Coyotes minus 125, over under six. Stay tuned, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Morenzi, host Red Heat and Rage. Coming up next, Long Island, George Kurtz stops by and a whole lot more. Picks, DFS, we got everything that you need. Red Heat Rage, Rage Radio coming up now. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's do this thing. Game time decisions, ready, rage on radio, fantasy sports on radio, network, iHeart Radio, now on YouTube as well. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Throwing it down to Weehawk in New Jersey. Hopefully a uh, turkey vulture doesn't fly into my window uh, like uh, happened to Stephen A. Smith uh, earlier in the day. But, hey, it's been uh, one of those type of days uh, today. Conor McGregor, we woke up to Conor McGregor. Uh, he must have been on a, a late-night bender. I've been there. Hey. Who hasn't uh, tweeted while wasted before saying that uh, they're not doing this anymore? So I'm not buying Conor McGregor's retirement. If you recall, about a month ago or so, we spent like a whole show talking about Conor McGregor being accused of sexual assault in Ireland. And it never really went anywhere. No one really talked about it. Uh, We did uh, because we knew the case to to be allegedly true. And um, you know, if you recall, I talked about how they have heavy libel laws there. You can't like they don't say your name until like you're found guilty. Like, you, you know, you, if you get arrested, they don't put your name out there. You actually have to get found guilty in court and then they'll say who it is. So they're just stating that it's a, fair. an Irish sportsman. And uh, that's right. Uh, Kent. Well, I guess. Yeah. Innocent until proven guilty. They have uh, pretty strong libel laws uh, in Ireland. But the New York Times uh, has now um, jumped on the story and uh, and confirmed uh, the story just a couple hours ago. Michael Avenatti is uh, is tweeting away as well right now, and uh, I don't know. He's going to tweet his way right into the jail because he got out yesterday pretty quickly after about seven hours of detainment. 
And um, already now I'm seeing from about 10, 15 minutes ago, the feds are stating that uh, they want to bring him in again. They think that his bail should be revoked. And uh, he's on a tweet storm right now trying to bring down Nike, trying to bring down every college basketball program. And it's not going to work. It's it's not going to work. Uh, they're too big to fail, and he's going to find that out, Cam. Uh, you bring up good points, Marenzi. I enjoyed your tweet, too. And you know I'm a big fan of Dateline NBC and stuff, but when you don't mess with the, the big network, you say it. What's the sponsor? Cialis or, you know, another drug for your heart or whatever. You know, you got some problems here performing. You don't mess with these guys. They run the television show. You'll find out. Can't beat them. Unless he's like Salino at Barnes and he starts buying a hell of a lot of uh, airtime, then, yeah, they're not going to mess with Nike. <laughs> no way. He gone. And things say you're the man until you're not the man. He's not the man. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage on radio. iHeartRadio. Now uh, with uh, video on uh, YouTube as well. I'm Gable Morenzi. Going down in New York, New Jersey, Cam Stewart uh, in Toronto, Ontario. Very, very busy day. Uh, we've got like real sports stories. We've got fluff. Uh, we've got gossip. Uh, we've got adultery. We've got uh, accusations. We've got retirements. Uh, we've got uh, potential jail time. We've got creepy porn lawyers. You name it, we got it. Um, we spoke to Dick Vitale earlier this morning. Oh, Dickie V, baby. It's awesome, Cam. It's awesome, hey, baby. Love it, man. So, My favorite time of the year. He started crying. Did he really? He started crying. <laughs> like real tears. Yes. Why? Yes, yes. I thought Cam he was gonna retire. And I was thinking, I'm like, oh my God, like is Dick Dick Vitale about to retire on our show for some reason? And like oh, not that'd on be ESPN? crazy. Yeah. And, <laughs> he's like, yeah. I've been doing this a long time, guys, and and, you know, hold on, I'm getting choked up. And he starts getting choked <laughs> up and stuff. He's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, like, next week. Oh, awesome. And, like, uh, the only other people to get it were, like, Al McGuire, uh, Vince Scully, Howard Cosell. Like, he's, like, oh, he Legend. started crying. Yeah, he started crying. So we're going to replay awesome. the uh, the interview with Dick Vitale uh, a little bit later on uh, in the show. It's great stuff. Uh, with Dick Vitale. We had Eric Montrose on, too. He was really good, too, but we can't oh, replay everything. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll share some of uh, the other story that uh, he told. So, uh, yeah, we had a banging, uh, banging show uh, um, today. Talk, uh, you know, college basketball. Um, we've got uh, Major League Baseball set to begin. Let's bring in George Kurtz in uh, right now. And I don't think George cares that uh, A-Rod is, uh, is a snake, right, and that he's hitting on Playboy models despite the fact he's getting married <laughs> to Jennifer Lopez. What's up, George? Listen, I don't really feel bad for anybody 
who marries a a superstar in any field, whether it's you know baseball, football, sports, media. I mean, as far as sports players, they're on the road so many times of the year. They got women throwing themselves at them, and yeah, they're going to be faithful. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I don't really feel sorry for either Jennifer Lopez or A Rod. They both sort of, you know, it's not, you know, as I stated earlier, what what lasts longer? Like, uh, you know, will the Expos be back before they break up? I say, uh, no, <laughs> no, no. Like, I'll I'm give them, no. two, I'll, give, I'll give them two years. <laughs> I, I'll give, I'll give them two years. I'll give, I'll give them two years. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, been one of those days. We have got a little bit of something of uh, for everybody, but. Uh, we know that George Kurtz uh, die hard into uh, into baseball and baseball season set to begin. I want to throw some props at uh, you guys. Actually, I was going to say it's never too early, but how the season starts in uh, about 48 hours. So we better start taking a look at some of these props if anyone wants to uh, to get in on these. But uh, I look forward to your guys take on this, especially, you know, we'll start with you, George. You're, you're a hockey guy. You're not a basketball guy, but I don't know if you heard the story. So Devin Booker last night, kid on the Phoenix Suns. He's got 59 points. He's got 59 points at the game. We should note that his team is losing by like 33 points, okay? I don't even know. He's their best player. Why is he still on the court? Who knows? Because he's padding his stats. So he's got 59 points. Utah's winning the game like 125 to 92 type of thing. It's in Utah. And he's on the court because he wants to get to 60. And the Utah Jazz purposely fouled somebody else so he wouldn't get the opportunity to get 60 points. People are saying that the Utah Jazz are petty and were, uh, were petty bitches, um, for lack of a better term, for fouling another player to not let him get to 60. George, your take. Uh, I think they got a point. I think they got a point. I mean, I can understand doing all you can to stop him from getting 60, but not purposely fouling another player to get that other player points and not Booker. I think that's pretty cheesy. You know, I think uh, I didn't hear about this, but when you started going about it, I thought it was going to be the other uh, other way. They were letting him score so he can get uh, higher and higher a certain total. Sort of like when Brett Favre, you know, pretty much took a needle at straight yep, and get the yep. sack record. That's where I thought you were going yep. with this. But instead of being the opposite way, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think you stop him all you can on on, on the court. You know, you play some strong defense. You want to put two guys on and leave somebody else wide open. I really don't have a problem with that either. But just to foul somebody else in a game you're winning by, would you say, 33 points? Yeah, I do think that's kind of cheesy. Cam, your take. I got no problem with it, Marenzi. The guy already scorched you during the game. You know what I mean? Don't let him get there. It seems like a cheesy play, but you don't want to be embarrassed as an organization if you want to foul him. I, I, I don't have a problem with that either. A lot of the time... Uh, you know, Gabe, you watch these games on a nightly basis. Lines are getting inflated anyway. I got no I got no problem with the team saying, no, we're not going to get schooled and we don't want to be a headline. I don't have a problem with it at all. Everyone really? 59 paid. is better than 61? What's yeah, the difference? It, it's a big difference. 59 and 61. It's optics, George. Optics. <laughs> I'm with Cam, and I'm surprised, George, that you've been a hockey guy. Like, uh, you, you being a hockey guy, you, you, you don't think that he's showboating. Running up the score, yeah. He is showboating. The guy's got like 33 points. points. They were on the losing he's... team, weren't they? Yeah, but he's all he's concerned about, exactly, what a points. joke. The guy's that losing by 33 worse. points, and all you're worried about is your stats. Yeah. It's like, it's like no, kid, screw you. You're not getting 60 on us. And if I'm Utah, I don't want this punk getting 60 on me either. I don't want to hold that night he scored 60 against the Utah Jazz. It does make a difference between 59 and 60. If it didn't. I'm all about winning. All I'm about is winning. No, I get it. 
I get it, but look in hockey. People in hockey, they don't even, players don't like, you're a bad guy if you try to score in an empty net, essentially. It's sort of like, yeah, yeah, he always does that, trying to pad his stats. You know what I mean? Like, in hockey, it's supposed to be the good guy on the team that gets the empty net goal. It's like, yeah, yeah, you could just fire it in if you're Ovechkin, but we know what you're doing here. It's like, no, no, let the let the third liner get it. Let the guy that's been working hard, let him pump in the empty net. Not, you know who gets, oh, the, you know who gets yeah, the empty yeah, net but, goals for the Leafs? Zach Hyman. Exactly. He's the guy. Tom exactly. and Matthews. If you look at very, these guys, no. They let love the him. other they guys love eat him. a Coach bit. Coach loves them. Yep. Let the other guys eat a bit. You don't do it. And I guarantee you, if Austin Matthews could, he, you know what I mean? He could put an empty net in a heartbeat. Bang. He knows. He's going to look like a dick if he does it. So... He's got to score his goals the real way. And it's just a different culture. Look, in hockey, if you got three goals, fine. You got a hat trick, good for you. You know, you got four goals, you got five goals, and then you're firing empty nets and stuff. You get your head taken off. But that's you different. You're talking guys on the off. winning team. They're rubbing it in. If you're on the losing team, I don't care if you score 80 points. You lost the game. Who cares? I'm with you. Who cares? Here. I think the fact that the Phoenix Suns are upset about this is says all you need to know about the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. That who cares? He scored seventy points in a game last year. Good for you. And you know, what whatever. Lose you still suck. Yeah. And the thing is the thing is what what bothers me even more now is I talked about this on the morning show and I read I read like people saying, Oh, just imagine if he wasn't on Phoenix, how good he is. Oh, if he was only on a good team. And I'm just seeing right now, in the background, I have uh, Rachel Nichols' NBA show on. And they're like, is Devin Booker's talent being wasted in Phoenix? Dude, you're not allowed to take 38 shots if you're on the Toronto Raptors. It's easy to get 59 points when you're on a piece of crap team that's losing by 38 points on the West Coast that plays the highest totals in the league every night. Like, he's a stat monster. He's not like some great player, this kid. He's a stat monster. I don't want him on my team. It's not that these are two different arguments. I'm arguing the fact that the play went from 59 to 60. You're sort of arguing these showboating on a losing team. That's a completely different topic here. I wasn't going that direction. I'm just no, talking I'm about guys going on a losing team. I don't care. As if I was I'm playing on the other team, that, I don't care. Yeah, but I'm saying that if you're down by 30, 33, and you're the Phoenix Suns, and you've won eight games all year whatever, you shouldn't care about what your stats are. Like, you, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't care this about winning guy, the game. Yeah. He shouldn't have even been on the court. He's their best player. Why is he on the court in the 48th minute of a game? They're down by 33 points. An excellent point. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a, you want to you want to spread around the wealth. You want to get other guys in there. That's the world that we live in. Me and George talk about it sometimes on the weekend too, right, George? Like players, winners versus guys who pat their stats. Guys in the team that do little things. Like it's just what that that's the society, Gabe. When we look at sports now, though, that's what people are all about. I'd rather be on a winning team and do, like, my job, get way less points and win as a team. I couldn't care less. Championships? Not going to get them on that team. Well, it's the, it's the stats, right? That's what yeah. kids are into. Joel Embiid said Will Chamberlain is the best player ever because uh, Michael Jordan never scored 100 points in 100 game. points. It's crazy. That's how he judges it, right? All right. Game time decisions continue. 
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Last night when I went to bed, uh, the story was the New York Mets and uh, the insaneness of them going to Syracuse for today's uh, workout. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, of course, uh, yesterday called out the organization uh, for uh, for the ridiculousness uh, of them going to uh, to Syracuse and also said, and oh, by the way, why don't you freaking pay <laughs> Jacob DeGrom? So their plane actually got stuck on the tarmac last night for three hours. <laughs> and Noah Syndergaard did, did a Q&A on Twitter with fans, and it was actually pretty freaking funny. And I'm thinking, wow, what a, what a circus, you know, the Mets. And, you know, you, every time you try to sort of, you know, be positive about the New York Mets franchise, somehow they they take a couple of steps back and they do it to themselves with self, self-caused drama. Yet here we are right now, about 24 hours later, and, you know, they, they paid uh, Jacob DeGrom. Uh, George, you know, the New York Mets, known for their dysfunctionalness, known uh, for uh, at times for for their tightness. Uh, with, yeah, yeah tight, tightness. Like what the old lady say about the owner of the, uh, the, the Phoenix Suns. She goes, you're so tight, you squeak when you walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, business-wise, it actually made sense for the Mets not to sign DeGrom yet. I mean, he was not in the same category as Verlander and Sale, which everybody was comparing him to. Verlander and Sale were both going to be free agents at the end of the year. DeGrom's not. You know, he would have been at free agent at the end of next year, so he would have been in their situation next spring training. So business-wise, they shouldn't have done this because it really made very little sense, with the exception of what you guys just brought up, the fact that the That's Mets' true. perception is that they are, you know, they're cheap that they don't sign anybody. This alleviates some of that. And, you know, you bring up that plane ride. Was that like the last straw here where the Mets are like, you know what, we need some good publicity here. We can't keep after this plane ride, Noah Syndergaard torching us all over <laughs> social media. Yeah, Let's sign the ground and nobody will talk about that anymore. True. Well, it's hard. It's hard to rip. Exactly. It's hard for us to rip on the Mets about the plane. It's like, well, shut up, man. They just gave the ace the money he wanted, all right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it calms the room down a lot. I'm seeing now the Daily News is reporting that uh, it was a hard sell. That uh, Brody Van Wagner, the new the new general manager, of course the player agent, um, the new general manager of the Mets said it was a hard sell to get the Wilpons to to do this so quickly like this. But shocking. I think I think Brody probably sold them. Listen, I really think we have a chance, but we're not going to have a chance if the room is negative and thinks that you don't support the room. Um, as you stated, they put this they put this fire out real fast, this whole Syracuse stuff. If not for Jacob DeGrom right now, everyone's still talking about them being in Syracuse right now, George. Of course. Because it, it's a good idea to do that. If that was the final straw here. You know, they were debating on it. Well, do we want to sign? Do we not want to sign? And then, like I said, you have this plane ride thing, and you get this off the back page. I mean, you think about it. You want to go to football here. The best thing to happen to Robert Kraft 
was Rob Gronkowski retiring? Because now everyone's talking about this rather than Robert Kraft at the owners' meetings. We all like the next new toy, the next new, the next new news cycle, and that's what we're into now. We forgot about the plane. We're onto the Grom. We're not talking about Kraft. We're talking about Gronk. It's why I, I, and I'm a conspiracy theorist guy. I wonder. You know, the Patriots said they didn't know, but I wondered, like, you know, Gronk, if you're all going to retire, can you do it at the owners' meetings? Do it on the first day of the owners' meetings so we don't have to worry about this. I think this shit happens all the time. Well, he just pled not guilty a couple hours ago as well. And that's getting covered up by the Michael Avenatti news, right? Yeah, it's like, whatever. We already know Kraft got a hand job. Avenatti's, like, tried to shake Nike down for $22 Cam. No, I, I'm with George on this one. And in today's world, Gabe, you know, you're more of a social media maven than I am. You know, I'm just kind of get, getting in there doing my little thing. But I believe that George is absolutely right. Every time there's negative stories now, they come up with something else. I think these things are planned. By the way, Marenzi, I checked your odds uh, uh, for Gronk. You're absolutely right. Gronk to become a WWE wrestler is the favorite at the sports books at plus 150. Uh, two to one is uh, what, what, what else is he doing? NFL broadcaster. That's not happening. And five to one legitimate actor. So I'm going to go with WWE at plus 150 as well. Good pick. I can't see him being a broadcaster either, just because uh, I, I don't strong. think he's sophisticated. I don't think he's sophisticated enough to, to to break down the game in that manner. Except yep. I've heard people say I've been reading about him, like people that like know him and teammates, and they say that he's actually not as sort of um, jockish as he comes across. Yep. They're saying that it's sort of like it's a little bit of a character, that he has a more serious side to him. What I would say is if you're ESPN, I don't think it'd be crazy to, to make a call to him. Imagine Gronk on college game day. Yeah, no, that's why two two to one. Gronk for, on, for that he played in Arizona. pretty good. Yeah. Played in Arizona. You yeah. know, he's a college-type guy, young it's guy, true. 29 still. Imagine him on the campuses with Kirk Herbstreet, hey, guys, and Gronk. Hey, Gronk! Gronk, Gronk keg! Yeah. Drink from the keg, Gronk! Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. You saw, and George, you, and Gabe, you guys saw the Family Guy episode where Gronk moves into the neighborhood? He's <laughs> basically, he's doing cannonball shotguns. He takes our, and even Peter's like, Gronk, I, I used to love to party till I met you, you prick. Like, he was, like, <laughs> keeping them up all night. Like, he wouldn't stop, right? Hi, would you like to try this drink? Endorsed by Gronk. Yeah, it was awesome. Great episode. But yeah, Gronk is that guy. Oh, it's Marenzi. You got to check it out. It's a classic Family Guy episode where Gronk moves into the neighborhood. But I will say this: I think that it would fly on college with the kids because he's that kegger type of guy. Yeah, shirt off, let's party. You know, he's like a Gronk the Tank, like he, like Frank the Tank. He wants to rip it, right, George? Yeah, I don't know if I see him doing a, 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 any kind of weekly show where he has to prepare and every weekend he has to be in a certain location. <laughs> I just don't. Th- I don't think he wants to make that kind of commitment yet. I just don't. Yeah, I, don't I, I, I think he wants to have fun and live and do everything else he wants to do. This is not saying he couldn't do it. I'm not really de- degrading Gronky. He he was my favorite NFL player. I just love the way he uh, wanted, the way he played the game, the fun, the enthusiasm, the way he was. To me, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, but I just don't know if he wants to make that commitment. Sort of like Peyton Manning doesn't want to make that commitment to where every Monday night he's got to be in Dallas, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and prepare for that. I don't think Gronk wants to yet either. I think maybe down the road, down the road we could talk about this, but for now I see him doing something more outside of professional or college football. What about your boy Tony Romo? He wants a lot of bread. Like, I know he's he's million. the guy and everything. Ten million bucks? Holy jeez, man. Guy's playing in well, golf. Good uh, to be Romo. This week too. He's making $4 million a year right now. So he signed a three-year deal, $4 mil, $12 million. Uh, Four million dollars a year, 
So um, he's a free agent after next year, Tony Romo, a television free agent after next year. I really sincerely doubt CBS let him get to free agency because ESPN would come hard after Tony Romo to get him on Monday Night Football, just like as George just alluded. They've offered that type of money to, to Peyton Manning before because Peyton Manning would be great at that. You know, he's really funny, Peyton Manning. He's great. He knows football inside out, X and O's. He's a genius. And he's, he's got a sense of humor. So Peyton Manning, you know, could almost be like the new Don Meredith, uh, actually. And they know it. But Peyton has so much money already, as George stated. People think you just sort of show up on Monday Night Football. You don't. Like, you got to get there a couple of days before. You got to go to a bunch of meetings and production this. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. So Tony Romo's getting four. And uh, word is he's going to want ten. And. He's actually worth it, guys. It turns out, and I was surprised to find out how much money Troy Aikman makes. But Troy Aikman, guys, gets $7.5 million a year. Ooh. He'll get it. Quite. If he goes to free agency, he'll get it. I think CBS will end up signing him for less than that, maybe, I mean, nine, eight million instead of 10. Yeah. You know, that's just generally the way negotiations work. You don't get what you, uh, the exact number you want. And maybe he asked uh, for 12. Sign. I don't know if he <laughs> <laughs> asked for 12 and get 12. That's probably what he should have done. You know, get that. But I think he'll get it from somebody. And obviously, CBS does not want to let him go. You said it, Gabe. If he were to get for free agency, I mean, ESPN would gobble him up in a minute. Well, how much do you want, Tony? Here's a blank check. How much do you want? Right now, he'd be hotter. Football, yeah. yeah, he's hotter as a free a agent than he ever would have been as a football player. Like, he's going to make I mean, as might- much money, if not more, over the years. He's still young, right, as long as he wants to do this. What's crazy about Tony Romo, uh, you talk about Gronkowski being your favorite player. Now, listen, Tony Romo's never been my favorite player, but hard not to respect this guy and what you know he's got going on in his life. He was a damn good quarterback in the National Football League. He's hooked up with some pretty hot chicks uh, over the years. Playing on the uh, PGA Tour this week. Good yeah, golf. He's, he's playing golf, and he's instantly became a celebrity broadcaster and is a, like a natural fit at it. He's like better at this than he was at being a quarterback. Like he's a natural fit. Uh, at this and and honestly I honestly think that if he wasn't doing this he could be on the PGA Tour camp I actually have confidence in the game that much I know it's hard to get over that last couple of strokes yep. like we saw John Schmoltz couldn't my grandfather was damn good and the same thing like my grandfather used to be able to shoot par all the time and a couple under and you know he wanted to be on the senior tour and to he to basically step. he the, told that, me that I little, can't it's short game game yeah, he said, I can't, uh, he goes, I can't get to 65. He goes, I can't shave off these extra four. And then he was talking about under pressure and stuff. But a lot of guys can't do it. But Romo could, I think. Like, he's so close, and he's still so young. I think if Romo played golf and dedicated himself all the time, he could be a pro golfer. I agree with that, and we'll see this week, too, because the WGC all the best players in the world are in the match play in Austin, Texas, whereas the guys fighting for their card and guys who didn't qualify are playing in this tournament. Tony Romo's been close before. If he can just get it going, if he makes the cut, Gabe, oh, my God, the story's going to blow up. And it's a very, very weakened field, so he has a good chance this time around. All right. Um, so uh, I see Antonio Brown is mouthing off on Twitter. But I'm what done. Else? Oh, I, oh, don't even talk. Me and George on Saturday, I'm done with this guy. He's the worst troll going. I hate what you did to the city of Buffalo. Every You're ripping on the city. 
to saying the Bills suck, Buffalo blows, oh, I'm in Oakland. Screw you, Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? The way you talk about it, you don't even know. You've never even been there before. And this guy's trolling on a team that was just trying to pick him up. Be happy your team didn't get this guy. Be happy. Don't worry about him in well, Oakland. It's going to be an absolute disaster. Screw him. It's be a he's not, yeah, yeah. He's, I, I, would, I would way rather have Odell Beckham than this clown. Oh, uh, a million times more. I see this when Antonio Brown just tweeted. Do not listen to any NFL player who hasn't gotten paid yet. They'll do and say anything to make sure they can get paid, even if it's compromising integrity or anything. Sad but true. It's like, yeah, now Antonio Brown is the uh, the poster child for integrity <laughs> with NFL players. Guy shows up in a fur coat on the last game of the year. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. With all 30 major league, uh, sorry, Gabe, I was just uh, going to get the old read here, buddy. Uh, With all 30 major league baseball teams playing this Thursday, hey, it's time to swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com, who's looking to make someone their eighth millionaire winner. If you're playing MLB DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel and not using Daily Roto to set up your lineups, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and get your lineups, alerts, and weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your special discount today. Back to you, Gabe. Yeah, sorry about that, that Cam. I got put off no by, uh, by Babano. No oh, he's texting you on his uh, special phone? No, he's not texting me. I just see him tweeting weird stuff about Ace of Base being the best band ever and stuff. <laughs> Threw me off. Yeah. Ace of Base. I best saw the ever? sign. The sign that opened up George Kurtz's eyes. We saw the sign. Look, I just I just tweeted you guys uh, the a picture of the uh, the mound <laughs> yeah, that this. they worked out on today. The Mets. It's like a Look sandbox. Look at that mouth. You know, when I first when I first saw that picture from uh, I saw that picture earlier from a distance, I'm like, were, were they going to play that game? You know, that beanbag game? You throw it in a hole? Because that's what it looks like. Yeah, cor- it's called cornhole. Cornhole, in right? The, cornhole. I thought they were going to play cornhole. I mean, yeah, cornhole. he said they didn't. Thor said they weren't playing a game. They were just having a workout. So maybe they could play cornhole to get everybody you know introduced introduced to each other. Guys, even me, I thought they'd do a better job than this and just stick yeah, it like this brutal. sort of like thing out here. Like, <laughs> that's wow. awful. Good, yeah, good I, I don't want the ground, I don't want my new thirty million dollar a year pitcher pitching on that. No, no, it's pro- probably, pro- 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 probably, uh, probably a good idea. All right, so, all right, George. So baseball set to begin. We've got some uh, some baseball props up here over the FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, we'll blast through them. American League most valuable player: Mike Trout plus two hundred. Mookie Betts plus four fifty. Aaron Judge plus seven fifty. Bregman, 14 to 1. Gary Sanchez, 14 to 1. I don't think Gary Sanchez is winning the MVP. George Springer, 14 to 1. Giancarlo Stanton, 18 to 1. 
Carlos Correa, 20 to 1. Francisco Lindor, 20 to 1. Any thoughts on the MVP situation coming out of the American League uh, according to these odds? Well, we all know Trout's going to be at least top three, right? I mean, he might get screwed out of it because the Angels probably won't make the playoffs again. So I think there's some legitimate reason not to go Trout, plus it's plus 200. So uh, I would be fine with that. Mookie Betts sort of in the same situation. We know he'll be there. Uh, when I bet the MVP, I'm going for a long shot here. You know, if I'm going to put 50, 50 bucks down, I'll see what happens there. I'm thinking George Springer. The guy who's not, he's not getting a lot of love in fantasy drafts this year. He's fallen to a third, fourth round in leagues. Uh, but I like Springer, Houston, team that should win that division fairly easily. Not a lot of pressure on him. You know, it's a team we don't hear that much about. But I like George Springer. The Yankee players are all going to cancel each other out. Stanton, Judge, even if Sanchez, I don't know how he's 14-1. to 1, But even if he was, they'll all cancel each other out. They all should have big years. And Lindor, as much as I, already, as I like him, he's already hurt. That already puts him behind the eight yep. ball. I'd go Springer. J.D. Martinez is 20-1, to 1, Cam, but he sort of had a career year last year. Great player. Jose Altuve is 20-1. Jose Ramirez is 20-1. to 1. Chris Davis, 30-1 to 1 out there in Oaktown. Andrew Benatendi, 40-1. to 1. Matt Chapman, 40-1. to 1. Nelson Cruz, any opinion on the, on the MVP here, Cam? I think, it's, no. I think it's between Trout and Betts. And the media, the, the media seems to like Betts a lot. And I know they like Trout, but Betts is a pretty trendy guy. If I had to bet this, I'd, I, you know, four plus 450, I wish I was getting better odds, but I'd roll the dice with Mookie Betts. Trout's a great player, but I think Mookie Betts is right there with him as the best player in the American League. Oh, I, I like where you're going with Betts, but I think uh, I am going to go with Trout, Gabe, for the fact that, uh, you know, he getting that big deal. It was great that, you know, the baseball market was low and the Angels got in there. The one question is health. We always know there's an issue with Mike Trout, but if he does stay healthy with this new contract, I think he's going to be happy. The Angels did some good things. I think there's some positive vibes there, and he stays healthy. I'm going to go with Mike Trout. Uh, you, you talk about war and all the other categories. Kurtz and I are breaking it down on the weekend, too. Just Mike Trout, it's amazing that uh, the Angels actually locked this guy up and i think he's going to deliver stay healthy he wins but i like your bets pick and i like kurtz's uh, long shot pick for value too good selections a guy, a guy i'm looking at in the national league here is the same guy that i think there's value to hit the most home runs in the national league uh but we'll start off with the with the mvp so you got bryce harper's favored to win the mvp with the philadelphia phillies at plus 350 nolan arenado is six to one paul goldschmidt's 10 to one charlie blackman's 14 to one Kristen Yelich is 14 to 1. Justin Turner, 14 to 1. Freddie Freeman, 17. Chris Bryant, 17. Manny Machado, uh, 17. Hoskins, 17. Rizzo, 20. Javier Baez, 20. And then we get into some of the longer shots uh, here. Cody Bellinger, um, 30 to 1. Um, we got uh, you know Joey Votto, uh, 30 to 1. The kid on the Braves is 30 to 1. But I think Nolan Arenado at 6-1, to one, guys. I expect Arenado to have a killer monster season. I think he can hit the most home runs in the National League as well. What do you think of the National League, George? The problem with Arenado is too many voters won't give him the nod because of the Coors Field effect. They give him a minus for that. So he'll, he'd have to have a season so much better than everybody else to get that vote. I'm not saying it's the right thing. I'm just saying that's how voters look at it. So I, I can't. if I'm going to bet, I'm, I'm not going Arenado. I think the National League is much tougher. Really, to uh, to quantify than the American League, we uh, Trout or Betts. I mean, they're the odds-on favorite by far in the American League. The National League, I think everybody you just named there, or just about everybody, has a legitimate shot there. I said with Cam, uh, I, I said I was going off the board when Cam and I talked about it. You actually named my player though. I'll stick with Chris Bryant. 
Good. He was hurt last year. I think his swing was all screwed up. He's not hurt this season. I like the 17 to 1 odds. I think Cam and I got 20 to 1 over the weekend on him. Yep. So I'll go with uh, Chris Bryant. But you can make an argument for every one of those guys. I like Hoskins that, as well. Acuna was the guy uh, in Atlanta whose odds are very uh, very good as Acuna, well. Acuna, 30 but to 1. Second yeah. year player. That's crazy. Second year That's... player. Maybe, maybe there are adjustments yeah. that need to be made there. But I Christian think Yellick could have a nice year, Cam, at 14 to 1. Wouldn't surprise. He's going to have a big year this year. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy, you know, Visine Vince is very high on the Brewers, Gabe. Uh, I talked to Kurtz, though, and uh, just going through their bullpen situation, some injuries there. They're going to have to score a lot of runs to win. But Acuna at 30 to 1, I know they talk about the sophomore jinx, but at that price, I think you got to put like 20, 30 bucks on that thing. Gets interesting. What, 30 bucks, 900 bucks, 30 to 1 for a player like that? I, I think that's well worth the risk. When you're throwing out numbers like that, he has a, a, a talent range of like 8 to 15 to 1, and you're giving. More than double, I think that's well worth a, a sprinkle, Marenzi. Give me a Kuna at 30 to 1. Too much value. National League Cy Young Award winner, Jacob DeGrom, plus 250. He got the money today and he got the five year extension, and he's also the favorite uh, to repeat here. He's the favorite at plus 250. Co favorite with Max Scherzer. Aaron Nola, who me and Cam were high on a couple of years ago to win over 10 and a half games, it was free money. I think this is a little bit of a reach for him to win the Cy Young. Clayton Kershaw is not going to pitch enough. He's already hurt. Nope. Noah Syndergaard, 10 to 1. Uh, you got Patrick Corbin now with the Nationals, 18 to 1. Walker Bueller also banged up, although he's supposed to be pitching this weekend, I believe. 26. Kyle Freeland, 30 to 1. Madison Bumgarner, 30 to 1. And then, uh, you know, Granky 30, Wood, 50, Archer, 50. Um, and then a bunch of other guys. Uh, Kurtz, what do you think of the National League, Cy Young? This is the AL uh, MVP all over again. We know who the two favorites are. That one of them is probably going to do it. And if, if the AL saw MVP, it's Betts and Trout here. It's Th- uh, Scherzer or Degrom here. Uh, I think I'll go with Scherzer. Last year was Degrom. I'll just give the other guy the turn this year. Uh, as much as the other guy, no one sticks out to me as a great long shot. Actually, I kind of like Thor at ten to one as well. I wonder if he too. Uh, picks up his game. That's the one year. I like. You know, that's oh, the one I like. Right, a lot of talk there. Ten to one. I wouldn't mind putting some money on that. Uh, for Thor, but uh, I think here's once again you go chalk either Scherzer or Degrom. I'll go Scherzer. Cam, you like Thor at ten Thor, to one? Oh, Noah yeah. Syndergaard. I think that's a great play at ten to one on the board. Gabe, I thought he'd be probably around you know six to eight. I think ten ten is a little bit of value right there. Degrom gets the money, uh, all the, all the hype, but I think Syndergaard could even grow as a pitcher more. Stays healthy. I really really like that. Gotta love the Mets rotation, man. You throw in Wheeler too. Exciting times for the Mets. My dart toss would be Walker Bueller. Man, he looked real good Bueller. last year, guys. He did. Bueller. He did. Bueller. Bueller. Not sure Bueller. he throws enough innings, though. That's the problem there. They That's might be the very with him. Yeah, That's, that's a good call. The thing. But, the, the, George, the capability is there, like, for Bueller to go 18-5. and five. You know what I mean? Oh, he's but, great. Yeah. He's going to be great. Yeah. Does he get the strikeouts? Uh, the Scherzer and DeGrom? Probably not. I'm just stating a 26-1. to one. It's a big number. Uh, right there. The American League is a little bit more wide open, as you mentioned. DeGrom and Scherzer, it's pretty much a two-man race right there. The American League is different. Chris Sale's arm, you know, sort of wears out as the years go on all the time. He's plus 350. Corey Kluber, I've never been a massive Kluber guy, to be honest. I like him. I get it. But, um, you know, I've never really, really loved him. Severino, we've got injury concerns. Garrett Cole, 10 to 1. Justin Verlander, this guy seems to be ageless, man. He's at 10 to 1. Carlos Carrasco's at 12 to 1. James Paxton. Look, I think Paxton's going to fit into the Bronx, but I don't think he's winning the Cy Young. What do you think, George, of the, the American League? 
Yeah, see, the, the American League is more wide open. I agree with you about Sale. He breaks down, and he'll, he'll miss two to three weeks someplace in August, September, so they can get rest in for the playoffs. Kluber's almost the same thing. He slows down as the season goes on as well. So I'm not going for those two. Uh, I think it's between the Astros guys, Cole and uh, Verlander. Verlander. I do like Carrasco as well. Verlander, I mean, I, I think I'd go Cole. I want, I'm going with the, uh, the contract. Uh, he needs a new contract, right? Playing for a contract. So I'm going to go with the playing for a contract theory here that he'll have another massive year heading into free agency unless the Astros lock him up. Give me Cole, but I like Verlander as well. And Carrasco's not that far behind. I'd have him in that order. Yeah. Gotta like that. Uh, Kurtz, Kurtz finds value, Gabe. I've learned about that, about Kurtz on the weekend. He gets uh, those really big underdogs that I like, the dog pound. Uh, I'm going to go with Verlander, though. I think he's just, he he got his extension. He's going to be ready to go. The guy's a horse, Marenzi. What can he do? At first, we thought he was done with Detroit, and he gets better and better all the time. He's just one of those guys. He's a freak. Great team, too. The Astros are going to roll. Verlander's a little bit chalky, but I think he's the pick. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what I like about Verlander at 10 to one, just the fact that the media, the media is back on his bandwagon. A couple of years ago, he was done. He was done. He was done. And, you know, don't forget who votes for this, right? It's not the players. It's, it's the media and Verlander gets along well with the media. He's been around forever. If he pitches well, I think they'll want to give him a reward for it. 18 to one for Blake Snell. You know, maybe he throws together some sick numbers here. It's going to be tough for him to win with Tampa, but Blake Snell at 18 to 1. Um, you know, here's an interesting uh, prop, actually. Which pitcher will win the most games uh, this year? Which is different than winning the Cy Young Award. Um, Chris Sale, plus 650. Max Scherzer, plus 650. Corey Kluber, 8 to 1. Severino, 10 to 1. DeGrom, 13 to 1. See, this is where you get the, the, the dichotomy, guys, because. Look, DeGrom, best pitcher, favorite to be the best pitcher in a Cy Young, but not to win the most games. So you want to be on a good team. Who wins the most games? Chris Sale? Severino at 10 to 1? I don't know. How Where's long Nola? is he going to be out for? Severino's out. What's Nola? Well, it, it won't be Severino. He's out until he's May, out. so he's already out. Yeah. yeah. Right. It can't, it can't be him. Win a lot of it's got to be somebody on a good team playing in a, like a so-so division, right? You want to... Well, Chris Sale, 650 Ver- with Boston. But he's the favorite. Washington probably won't, you know, Scherzer, Scherzer. I think Scherzer can probably win the most games here, to be honest. He goes long. That's a tough division, man. That's a lot of games against Philadelphia, Mets, uh, Braves, teams that could, uh, I'm not saying they can beat him, but a lot of 2 2 games in the seventh where he's out. And he doesn't get a win there. I think he gets screwed. Eight to one, I'm Severino. At guys. Look, they got Severino like as the fourth choice, still. Where's your boy That's Bueller? Nuts. That's nuts. Bueller's 36 to 1. Wow. Easier division. Something to think about. Eric Cole, 30 to 1. There'll be an innings limit on Bueller. They'll they'll remove him from starts. All right, we got a couple of minutes with Kurt, so we'll wrap it up. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and uh, Rage on Radio. Uh, incredibly uh, quick uh, first hour of the program here. We appreciate George Kurtz uh, for joining us. We're going old school in the second hour. Amanda, we haven't had on since, like, the hardcore sports radio days, actually. Aged like a fine wine cab. Rob Vino. Vino! Are you a Chardonnay? Are you a Chardonnay or uh, what kind? What type of wine? I like I like a red wine, Gabe. Nice full-bodied red. Yeah, Rob Vino used to be with uh, SportsMemo.com. That's right. And uh, now, now he's uh, he's well, he's been around uh, all these years, but now with WagerTalk.com. Uh, so Rob, Rob Vino will join us at the five o'clock hour. We'll talk some Sweet Sixteen. Take a look at tonight's card as well. But uh, we'll talk some NCAA basketball. Last prop that we hit with Colonel Kurtz on the way out here. Most regular season home runs. Giancarlo Stanton, 6-1. to one. Aaron Judge, 9-1. to one. J.D. Martinez, 11-1. to one. Chris Davis, uh, plus 1,100 as well. Mike Trout, also 11-1. to one. Nolan Arenado, 16-1. to one. Bryce Harper, 20. Man, I think Bryce Harper had 38 home runs last year, and I was in Washington, and I know that his career numbers are crazy in that in that uh, that ballpark in Philadelphia. Guys, he crushes the ball there. It's a, it's a hitter's park. Bryce Harper at 20 to one, pretty fat odds right there. I'm sort of thinking Aaron Judge. I like Nolan Arenado because of the altitude and the fact that he's a badass player. And then you get Bryce Harper at 20 to one. That's a pretty big odds for Harper as well, George. Yeah, I might be worried about Harper might hit 230, 240 because he's trying to do too much to justify that contract, especially in front of the Philadelphia fans. But if they're not booing him out of the state, I don't see how he doesn't hit 40-plus. I don't. It may come with a poor average, but that's a band box. He hits, he hits homers in Washington. He can miss hit balls in Philadelphia, and they'll go out the left. They'll go out. So I, I like Harper here as well, although I am leaning towards Arenado. But the more we talk about this, the more I like Harper. I love judging the American League, by the way. He's got that new two-strike approach where he just lifts his leg up. He's going to hit 50-plus. You know, it's crazy. Bryce Harper, FanDuel has a prop up. Bryce Harper, total season home runs over under 33 and a half. I think over. over. I agree. I think he's going to be in the 40s. Going to be in the 40s. Thanks, George. George Kurtz. Have a good one, Kurtz. Anytime, guys. Rob Vino comes up after Cam's update. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Yang. I'm Cam Stewart, your Fantasy Sports Radio Update. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft pleading not guilty to all charges against him. The Chargers are two counts of soliciting prostitution in Florida back in the month of February. Kraft has requested a jury trial and also waived his arraignment that was slated for this Thursday. Mets fans very happy. They're not happy about the Syracuse incident, the plane on the tarmac, but they got their guy, Jared DeGrom, getting paid. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Their five-year extension worth $137.5 million. The contract begins in 2019, including a full non-trade clause. It contains both an opt-out for 2020 and then a $34.5 million option for 2024. The deal similar to Chris Sale's deal. DeGrom, the reigning NL Cy Young winner, 10-9, but 
1.7 ERA, 0.91 whip. Fantastic numbers. The Mets rotation looking nice. The Cubs have agreed to a four-year extension for pitcher Kyle Hendricks, the 29-year-old coming off a 14-11 season, 344 ERA and 1.15 whip. He tossed a career-high 199 innings despite losing some velocity. Major League Baseball suspended San Francisco Giants president and CEO Larry Bear through July 1st without pay. The suspension stems from a physical altercation between Bear and his wife, which was caught on video back on March 1st. Hey, Connor McGregor, the problem still lingering this time in his home country. The fighter under investigation in his home country of Ireland for sexual assault dating back to December. Earlier today, he also called it quits from MMA in a surprise late night tweet. The controversial fighter leaving a late night tweet to say goodbye to the fight game. It isn't the first time McGregor has taken to Twitter to retire. Remember back in April of 2016, the former two division champ tweeted that he would retire young, but only to be fighting twice six months later after the tweet. McGregor also arrested earlier this month for allegedly smashing a man's phone outside a Miami Beach hotel. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. A lot of problems for McGregor right now. Uh, he is the former lightweight and featherweight champ with a 21-4 and record. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones doesn't seem to be sweating up blocking Demarcus Lawrence long-term. Remember Dallas placing that franchise tag on the star defensive end for a second straight year, and the two parties have until July 15th to work out a long-term deal. The 26-year-old had 64 tackles, 10.5 sacks, and two forced fumbles during the 2018 season. The Jets have officially put the number three overall pick on the trading block. New York did trade up last year, remember, to land quarterback Sam Darnold, and it cost them three second-round picks, including their second rounder this year. It looks like these guys want to stockpile some assets and uh, the phone lines are open when they're the Jets. Gabe, we talked about this one. Gronk's future now available on sports books. So they've listed some uh, jobs for Gronk in retirement. Basically, the favorite right now, 150 to become a professional wrestler, NFL broadcaster, two to one. Actor sits at five to one and male stripper, the big time pooch, 50 to one if Gronk becomes a stripper. NCAA hoop tournament still on the go. NIT action, number six, Wichita State, number one seed, Indiana. The Hoosiers minus four, 138. Number two, Creighton, cheap, cheap, cheap. The Blue Jays at number one, TCU. Horn Frogs minus three and a half, 151. Here's the rest of the board. Charleston Southern takes on Hampton. Hampton's a two-point favorite. 157 is your over-under. Presbyterian takes on the Marshall of Thundering Herd. Right now, Thundering Herd minus five and a half, 168 and a half. And FIU, Florida International at Green Bay. Green Bay, a four-point favorite. Huge total. Huge. 149. We saw a horrible injury last night in Portland from Yusef Nurkic, but after that loss, he's going to be done for the season, but the Blazers did clinch a six-straight playoff berth. They're fourth in the West at 46 and 27. Let's go through the NBA board tonight. Hectic night, 10 games on the bill. Boston at Cleveland. Boston minus 5, 216. San Antonio minus 4 at Charlotte, 221 year over under. Orlando at the Miami Heat. Heat minus 4.5, 205. Chicago at Toronto. The Raptors laying 13.5, 219.5 is your over under. Atlanta minus 2.5 at New Orleans. High total in this one, 242. Houston at Milwaukee. The Bucks laying 3.5, 224. L.A. Clippers, minus 2.5 at Minnesota, 231. Sacramento, they're minus 1.5 point favorites at Dallas, 226. Denver hosting Detroit. The Nuggets, 7.5, 212. And the Washington Wizards are at the Lakers. Lakers, minus 2, 236.5. Tomorrow, golf starts a little bit early. Group set for Wednesday's match play tournament at Austin Country Club. Tiger Woods is back. He makes his return. A three-time winner in this event. He'll tee it up uh, against Patrick Cantlay, Brant Snedeker, and Aaron Weiser in his group. NHL, 
The Tampa Bay Lightning have signed head coach John Cooper to a multi-year extension. The man deserves it. What a year. Tampa Bay on fire. They lead the league with 122 points, 20 more points than the second-best team, and they have five games remaining in the regular season. Bad news for the Islanders. Forward Andrew Ladd's going to be done for the season, out at least five months with a torn ACL. Seven games on the ice tonight. We'll break them all down during the DFS gambling hour at 6 o'clock, but stick around. Mr. Vino, like a fine wine. He's got picks. Me, Gabe, and Vino are going to break down the college basketball card. So stick around, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart. He's Gabe Moretzi, the host. More Red Heat and Rage, Rage Radio coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. This really isn't the plane the Mets took, is it? <laughs> it's got to be a joke. <laughs> um, Drew Zilla just sent me a picture of uh, the Cleveland, the Cleveland, uh, it's the, the, uh, the move, what is it, from the, move, from the movie Major League. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if they rented uh, they rented the same plane on the cheap from the movie set. So, uh, all right, uh, we're into uh, we're into uh, level two here. Rob Rob Vino is going to join us. We're going to talk some uh, talk some gambling, get into some gaming here. We got a little bit of everything on the program. We just talked some baseball props. Uh, we just talked uh, talked some baseball props uh, with George Kurtz. I'm going to talk some. I got uh, a good one for you. Sweet 16. What do you got for for us? Gabe, I wanted to uh, give this to the listeners. I kind of wanted to keep it low, like kind of when you had the batter, when things change lines and stuff like that. But uh, basically, if you can find it, a a couple books have kept up Scooter Jeanette home runs, 23 and a half. He's out for three months. Like George and I uh, have talked about it. At best case scenario, we we did the math on the weekend show, and we're thinking anywhere between like 16 and 18, like. A good, good, like that's a generous number, and he's getting a 23 and a half and out for three, uh, three months. So a couple books haven't uh, made the adjustment yet. It might be time to go get a pay safe card and pull the trigger. Well, I told you I like the Cincinnati Reds over the number uh, this year. Yet this injury, uh, this injury doesn't help, and nope. the you know the total might be a little high for the Cincinnati Reds. I, it might be a case where you know you bet on the Reds, but do I really want to take the Reds to win 79 games uh, this year? It's a lot of wins for the Reds, 79. Oh, it is. A lot of overs, though, because when you look at the Reds, they have great hitters. You talk about Puig coming there. A lot of guys in the team, they could really Matt slap Kemp. it around. Great, Yeah, Matt Kemp, great American ballpark, too. Mew, that ball flies out of there. So, But I look at their pitching Suarez, staff. Oh. Dude, they got, they got a lethal line. No, dude, they're pitching. Oh. I'm telling you, their rotation is better. The rotation is better this year. They traded Homer. Don't Bailey. Bailey. I can't believe. Yep. I can't believe I got to deal with Homer Bailey as a Dodger now, man. I can't believe he's yeah. a Dodger. This kid. Don't worry. I thought they just made that deal to get rid of him, but he's sticking around. Good old Everyone's Homer. Everyone's hurt. Good old Homer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Homer. Hey, he's the fifth starter, but uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. still got some weakness in the bullpen. No, but stuff, listen, but the Reds will score but runs. I'm just we'll saying, Cam. As opposed to what the Reds had, Alex yes. Wood doesn't suck. You got no, Alex Wood. You got Tanner Roark, and you got uh, you bring in Sonny Gray, and I'm telling you, like Sonny Gray said, it was all the Yankees' fault. They were making a pitch, uh, the pitches <laughs> they didn't want to pitch. <laughs> to blame the Yankees. 
I was born in NEG. Born in NEG. Did my first B&E at the age of three. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decisions. Ready to radio, iHeartRadio, Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network now on YouTube as well. I'm Gabriel Morenci, throwing it down with Cam Stewart. We're in New York. He's in Toronto. To be honest, I I think is Rob uh, Robin uh, Las Vegas? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I know that he's aged like a fine wine. It's been too long since we've spoken to, uh, to Rob Vino. We used to uh, speak uh, routinely uh, in the old days. Uh, years, years ago, but uh, that's why he's so good. Uh, that's why he's lasted so long because he's so good. Rob Vino joins us. Wager Talk, Rob Vino Sports. Rob, good to have you back. How you doing, Rob? I am doing great today, Gabe. How about yourself? Hey, good stuff. I see you on Twitter, but it's good to hear your voice. Good to catch up with you and talk some sports, man. Yeah, absolutely. Since um, you know, since the old sports memo days, still with. Sports Memo out of Las Vegas now in the southeastern corner of Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia. So, um, you know, they, these games go on, right, buddy? Uh, we, we keep handicapping them. They keep coming. <laughs> yeah, it's like they say, Rob. I don't know who coined the phrase, but somebody said they play the national anthem every night. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't know who came up with that, but it was a degenerate gambler. It's basically like, oh, there's another game, man. They play the national anthem every night. So, We've spoken to quite a few people today, sort of more mainstream guys. Eric Montrose, who does, uh, he's North Carolina's guy now, Dick Vitale. We're going to replay the interview uh, later that we spoke with Dick uh, earlier in the day, but I look forward to getting a Capper's uh, perspective uh, here. Um, before we jump into the Sweet 16, anything on the card tonight that catches your eye? NIT, we got Wichita State and Indiana. Um, we've got, uh, what else is on the board, uh, here tonight, uh, Creighton TCU, you, uh, some CBI games, any thoughts on the, on the tournament games tonight? Yeah, I think if you're just looking for a situational edge guys, um, that Presbyterian Marshall game, the way that those lowered run tournaments, uh, force teams to travel. And in this case, Marshall's only played one game in seven days they haven't played since the 19th where Presbyterians and their third road game inside this tournament just played one a couple of days ago. I think if you're looking for tired legs, you might look at Presbyterian being that team. Of course, the counter-argument to that is, you know, with seven days off, will Marshall be rusty or rested? I'd probably prefer, generally speaking, to have the rested home team in that instance. So, Marshall, we've seen a bump from the opener of five up to minus six now. Pretty much agree with that. I think Marshall should be the right side in that game. And we saw, Rob, we saw last night, uh, Cam, the teams, teams that already got a win under their belt on the road, Rob, they paid the price last night. Brown sure went on did. the road, then they went out on the West Coast, they couldn't do it. Uh, we saw Norfolk State, Norfolk State went on the road, then they went all the way out to Boulder, they couldn't do it. 
And I was concerned about that. And I brought it up last night, Rob, that these aren't NBA teams, right? College teams, they're used to taking buses within their conference. And then, okay, maybe they take a couple, you know, they take a couple of plane rides. The bigger schools take plane rides. But when you get these kids flying around the country geographically all over the place, it really catches up to them, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Presbyterian guys had to fly to Seattle. Couldn't be a further trip to the Northwest for their opener inside their tournament. Um, you know, Brown, their, star, their leading scorer, walks off the team before the tournament starts. It finally caught up with them. They got a home win. But then, like you say, when they have to travel to Loyola, they get whacked. Um, yeah, and a lot of these teams that are home favorites in the first round, it, they just have to get by and survive the first round. And then they see the championship at the end of the rainbow, and they start to play a little bit. So there's a lot of situational stuff that goes on inside NIT, CIT, CBI that doesn't really go on in the NCAA tournament as far as handicapping angles are concerned. All right, let's jump into the Sweet 16, and I'll throw it to Cam to throw some games at you. I'll start with the first game up on the board. Florida State and Gonzaga. Uh, The Seminoles are a very, very trendy team uh, this week. It seems like everyone's sort of a week week late. I was all all over FSU against uh, Murray State. I thought that the John Morant hype had beat the number down a little bit, and Murray State had become that trendy team. But now it almost seems like the roles are reversed. It's up to seven and a half right now. What's your take on this FSU and Gonzaga game, Rob? Yeah, you know, all the assets that FSU brings to the table, and they're repeated over and over again because they're true, their depth, their length, their quickness, all of those things might be negated by this opponent. Gonzaga matches up real well against this Florida State team. I don't know that FSU gets away with having a 10-man rotation or having, um, you know, the long arms to get into passing lanes. They get the team in Gonzaga, which has the very same thing. And when you're bringing Killian Tilly off the bench, 6'11", shooting three-pointers, that's a, a very good matchup for Gonzaga. I think everything Florida State does well and usually has advantages over opponents with, like I said, I think it gets negated here. The price tag it's probably in the in a good spot. I mean, for my power ratings, I made Gonzaga a seven and a half point favorite, and that's where they sit right now on a neutral. So I think the line is fair. I just think Gonzaga is a superior team, and they do what FSU does, except they do it better. Hey Rob, I gotta say uh, we gotta be impressed with Purdue, Gabe. But we also talked about we thought maybe at the start a little bit overrated, but so far in the tournament with two games under the belt, they've looked good. Tennessee, on the other hand, hey, they had a 25-point lead against uh, Iowa. Rob slipped it, uh, had had to go to overtime to win, but they were a number one uh, team in the nation earlier on in the voting polls. But Tennessee now one and a half. They can't make those type of mistakes, but it seems like a short number because they do have the talent there. Rob, interesting game between Tennessee and Purdue. Yeah, it really is. Uh, matchups are interesting here, guys. And I'll say this, that South region, when the committee put that thing together, the 16 teams, when you went through it prior to the uh, start of the tournament, 10 of the 16 teams ranked 277 or lower in Ken Palm Tempo ratings. It was the slowest region I've ever seen to start rattling off the teams. And all they do is play methodical basketball and Purdue's beaten two opponents that play that way. They got through Old, Old Dominion, and they got through Villanova, two teams that rank in the 300s in tempo. But that's not the case with Tennessee, a team that one of the few teams in that region that likes to get up and down the floor, 
that has athletes. I think there's a couple of huge matchups here. Um, one that favors Purdue in the person of Ryan Klein, a six-six shooting guard who's going to have a real height advantage over whoever plays him. It looks like Lamont Turner will have to play him at six one, and I think Lamont Turner on the other end could be an X factor in this game. Um, but if we're just going to talk, let's just talk what we do here: handicap and bet these games. How about Tennessee being sixteen and two over the total outside of Knoxville? this season i mean they just keep rattling off over after over after over six and oh in yep. their last six third most efficient offense in the land you know i, I gotta believe that 146 might be might be approachable for these two teams because purdue can shoot it but i do agree with you guys that tennessee that number of one and a half to me looks a little bit shy too not because there's a ton of value in it just because of the way these two match up the over is what caught my eye when i when i initially crunched uh crunch the numbers of these opening games i'm interested in your take here with texas tech and michigan texas tech have really bullied their way physical kids tough kids uh, play a real like you know street ball brand of defense very very challenging yet michigan practice against this michigan also come from the big 10 where they play a lot of smash mouth teams specifically michigan state stylistically how do you see this matchup uh, michigan have the pedigree very few coaches. I don't know. Beeline might be the best coach uh, in NCAA that's never won a championship, in my opinion. When you consider what he's done, he's gotten there, you know, the championship, the Final Fours. Um, you've got this Texas Tech team that a lot of people think are a real sleeper and that are going to be too physically imposing for the Michigan Wolverines. The Michigan can have a hard time manufacturing points in this basketball game. What's your take, Rob? Yeah, I, you know, it's hard to disagree with any of that. Both of these coaches um, bring defenses that are going to make life difficult on the opposing offenses. Chris Beard, an up-and-coming head coach that, you know, not nationally known by the casual basketball fan, but certainly those of us who follow the game have seen. Right, sorry, Rob, sorry. If you can, just hang in here. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Rob Pino sure. on the other side. Rob Pino Sports, you can follow him on Twitter. You can get him over at Wager Talk. Uh, as well. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll keep on talking. Sweet 16, Michigan, Texas, Pack, and more on the other side. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Video here of Sean Payton talking about how uh, he's an opponent of fantasy football. Says exciting. Everyone you know has skin in the game. Uh, says uh, Sean Payton. All right, we're kicking it with Rob Bino right now. Rob Bino Sports, uh, wagertalk.com. Uh, uh, we're talking Sweet 16. So, Rob, right before we went to the break, I asked you about uh, Michigan and Texas Tech. Two teams that have been getting it done with defense. 
everyone talks about Virginia. I mean, there's so many similarities between the Michigan Wolverines and uh, and the Virginia Cavaliers. Michigan does, doesn't choke uh, every year, but now they get Texas Tech. Interesting, uh, interesting matchup. Very similar styles. A lot of times there's a contrast in styles. We have similar styles here. Who has the upper hand in your opinion? You know, when you go up and down the line here, guys, um, we started at head coach where B-line does get a slight edge. But as mentioned before, Chris Beard, definitely an up-and-comer. Um, when you go up and down the line, as far as the way they close the season, the way they go about their business, it, it just comes up evenly matched all the way through. Both of these teams are 12-5 and five against the spread in their last 17 games. In instances like this, you tend to look for who has the better three-point shooters, can't really find an edge in that case. You look to see who is the better free throw shooting team. Um, dependent upon who's the line, you could call that equal. I just I might have to lean toward the pedigree of the conference this year. Texas Tech steamrolled through the Big 12, which was obviously down mostly in part to injury to so many teams, where Michigan, as we've seen with the Big 10, comes from a conference that has you know, provided uh, constant competition in, night in and night out. I'd probably lean towards John Beeline at this price, but um, it wouldn't be my favorite play on the board. Total is in a spot because of, you know, the style of these two teams, and I don't know that that total is really a good play either. But if I had to, I'd, I'd likely go under the number in this game. Well, Rob, really low total in the Oregon, Virginia, and Gabe mentioned it. The Virginia Cavaliers with the lockdown defense. After a first, a terrible first half against Gardner-Webb, they've looked like the Cavalier team, played a lot looser, and in the second game came out and punched their opponents in the mouth early, playing a lot better. Oregon's been a nice story. Every time the commentators talk about the Pac-12, oh, this conference sucks. Well, they've won a couple games. Also a nice matchup against UC Irvine in their second game, but Virginia laying eight and a half, low total 119. Rob, any thoughts on this one? Very, uh, Virginia should be able to get it done. I'm just worried about them covering the number. Yeah, it's a large number in a defensive game for sure. Um, side and total usually do correlate in, in instances like this. Um, it's funny, guys, because it, the first thing we look at where stumbling out of the blocks is concerned would be, as you mentioned, Virginia having the poor first half. Since that first half of their first game, they've outscored their opponents in the next three halves, 104 to 71, plus 33. Nice number. Oregon was tied at halftime 25-25 with Wisconsin. Since that point in time, they've outscored their opponents in the next three halves, 120 to 80, plus 40. Even a little more impressive, um, the Cal Irvine game where they pulled away at the end. I think in this game, matchups do matter in this game. How about Oregon marches out four starters that are six foot nine that surround Peyton Pritchard, the point guard? Four six nines is a lot to deal with. Um, and they're not necessarily just six nine stiffs. They're guys that are athletes and can move. Very athletic. For yep. Virginia. Yep. Yeah, and Virginia, on the other hand, you know, they're going to unleash five foot five inch K.H. Clark's point guard on Peyton Pritchard and try and make his life miserable. I think Virginia, in my estimation, has the better shot makers. I think they got over the hurdle uh, with that first half. But that all being said, I have a difficult time laying eight and a half here against Oregon. I just wonder when Oregon's gas tank will finally run out. You know, they're a little short on the bench as opposed to Virginia, and they're not as seasoned 
as Virginia. Um, if I had to lean here, I'd probably go that way with UVA. But laying eight and a half, as you guys said earlier, is a little bit difficult. Rob Vino with us. All right, uh, Rob, we'll get you out of this uh, with this game. And for uh, the rest of Rob's opinions on the other games, uh, check him out on Twitter at uh, Rob Vino uh, Sports, wagertalk.com as well. Um, Auburn and North Carolina, I don't know if you saw the interview with Coach Pearl, uh, Rob, but he, he just told us, hey, take the over. And, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It seems like when coaches tell us we should listen. I don't know if you remember this year. When uh, Lane Kiffin said, oh, we're going to get killed at Nebraska. When they opened up. And where did they open at Oklahoma? Dan yeah. Patrick, it was Oklahoma this year. Two years ago, it was Nebraska. Dan Patrick said, how do you, how do you guys think, how are you going to do in Oklahoma this year? He goes, oh, we'll probably really get killed pretty badly. And they did. <laughs> smoke. They, they ended up doing it. So Scott Van Pelt asked, um, asked Coach Pearl, you know, what, you get matching up against North Carolina. North Carolina can really get after it and they can score. What kind of matchup we were looking at? And Bruce Pearl said, well, I'll tell you guys, just take the over here. Because he said, we're going to run, and they're going to run. And he said, bet the over. So is it just too simple to bet the over here, Rob? <laughs> yeah, you know, he didn't tell us anything that any of us didn't really already know. Everybody's going to run in that game. But it's funny. This morning, that number was 162 and a half. Since everybody's yeah. seen that interview, the number's now 165 in some books. Son some of a bitch. So, He's uh, like Michael Avenatti. <laughs> He's moving stocks. <laughs> Bruce Pearl. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. And you know what? It's the last tip-off of the Sweet 16, guys. So if it's already at 65, you can imagine where it's going to climb to by the time that game tips. Um, I know, uh, you know, the Hawaii game, Saturday Night College Football, is often referred to as a degenerate <laughs> special. Um, certainly, this will be it for the Sweet 16, right? So everybody will be to the rack with over money by the time this game comes. It, it's hard to argue, but there's going to come a point where the number just doesn't provide any value anymore. I think sidewise, Auburn's been fantastic recently. Uh, they certainly have turned a corner, but I do worry about them guys on the glass here. If there's one thing that's held true about Roy Williams teams over the years is they do pound the offensive glass. And it's nice to have Austin Wiley back for Auburn, but they still don't rebound. And if UNC rebounds and runs, I could see them being the team that puts together the 12-0 string over the course of 90 seconds or the 14-0 string over the course of two minutes, something like that that separates them from Auburn here. I think if I had to, I'd be on the North Carolina side. Um, and we'll see where that total goes. I, funny, I was on a podcast earlier where I was saying, you know, it was 62 and a half at the time. And if you want to play over, play it now. Well, we're a few hours since that podcast, and we've already seen, like I say, a two and a half point increase in that total. Yeah, it's uh, as, as the late, great Dave Melissa used to say, Gabe, we're going to need a real clean ride to get there. <laughs> Uh, once you start to get to these numbers, man, it's like uh, horse racing, Cam, right? As uh, yep. me and Cam know all too well, you need a clean ride around the track. If that line Rob, keeps on going up, Gabe, I'd probably say take the under in that game because you know in these games yeah. the lines are sharp and it's not going to be at the consensus. You know people love to take overs over unders. Like If they keep on smashing it over, I think the best move would be going under. I get it. If we, I see 165, too. If it gets up to like 168 or something, we might have to take a look, Marenzi. Yeah. I know it's not in your DNA, but... You're, you like overs, but I don't know. We might have to keep digging with the under. Uh, yeah, I can't disagree. I can't disagree with that analysis. Rob, it's great to have you back in a rotation. I look forward to doing this again with you. We encourage people to follow Rob on Twitter, Rob Vino Sports uh, on Twitter. And, of course, check him out over at Wager Talk, and you can find all his work on Twitter as well. 
uh, wealth of information. Great to have you back on board, uh, Rob. Thanks for the time, my man. Guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good week. Here's uh, Rob Vino with us. Uh, Rob Vino uh, kicking it was Great to have Rob back. Some nice uh, nice insight there, uh, Cam. And Yeah, so Bruce Pearl says uh, take the over in that game. We've got some great Sweet 16 matchups this year. That Houston and Kentucky game is going to be a hell of a matchup. Uh, man, Kentucky are laying two and a half. I think Houston can get it done there, Cam. Virginia I really Tech hope and so. Duke. I really hope so, Gabe. I need Houston. That's a big game for me. Uh, just for the bracket pool that I have, uh, we have Houston you going really you. far. <laughs> we have Houston going far. So a Houston Cougar win would be good. Cougars over Wildcats, buddy. That one's really important. And I'd like to see Duke lose outright to Virginia Tech. They're a seven-point favorite. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm really scared now, Marenzi. I've seen this movie before in the tournament. The team that gets the hardest scare always finds a way. Oh, we had that crazy game. Oh, we hit this three-pointer to win. Or You know, they stop in UCF scares me. We don't need to give Duke any ammunition. Oh, man, I really wish UCF took care of business. But I might take the points. We'll see. And, uh, yeah, your North Carolina bet, man. We both have two. We have the two other ACC teams. You need North Carolina. I need uh, Virginia. So we want Duke. Bye-bye, Gabe. We need them gone. He gone. Yeah, I don't, I'm not worried about Duke because Duke's not in my way until the national title game. Okay. I can't. I can't concern myself with Duke. I can't, I can't concern myself <laughs> with Duke. I just want them gone. Makes things a lot easier every every need, every round. We I get know. more points. Well, I what know you, you already you already wish Joe Will on them. Why don't you do it again? <laughs> I just did. <laughs> yes. You're right. I didn't, want, I didn't want Zion to get hurt, but yeah, I got ill well, on Duke. I should have yeah. I should have done it for the UCF game. Billy the doorman, he's hilarious, though. The guy's such a mush. Like, he's one of those guys, Gabe, like, on Sunday he calls me. Oh, should have. He texts me. Oh, I should have bet Nick Taylor top 20. The minute he says it, triple bogey. I go, I don't mean to be rude, but, like, don't do those things. He's like, oh, yeah, Duke uh, in big trouble here. They win. Like, you know what I mean? I, I It's like we talked about before. We can't change what's going to happen. I just don't like it. Talk to me after the game. Like, oh, we should have done it. I go, dude, it's the guy's only on the 15th hole. Three over, 23rd done. Yeah, I, I'm just not a big fan of that stuff, Gabe. You know how I roll. I just don't like when people do it. You know what's amazing to me is the fact that, oh, I do it all the time. I mush teams. I, I'm the kiss oh, of death. I do. I, I'm the kiss of death, too. I'm just. I told. I, I jumped on a Canadians bandwagon. I think they lost like six in a row after I said, wow, this team's <laughs> really good this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. Oh, yeah. I remember I, by, by the way, I'll give you credit, though. Like my hockey bets. I had Dallas night night. That's a sharp pick. That was good. Uh, Tampa Bay came back and won, but Gabe, my parlay playing puke, you warned me. Two biggest underdogs win again. San Jose loses to Detroit. Oh, unbe- unbelievable. You called it, man. You just can't take favorites this time of the year. Doesn't work. But I There's always it. one. I can't believe it, man. The Red Wings. They're, that's, they're four and one their last five minutes now. Oh, I know. They're, I know. If we're betting them, we'd be rich. They're plus 350 every damn game. <laughs> Nick Vitale coming up next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right, the morning after continues. Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network, Sports Byline, Affiliates, iHeart, YouTube, and everything else in between. We appreciate uh, you joining us. It's been a real fun show already uh, today. We were fortunate enough to have uh, Eric Montrose on the program, national champion with the North Carolina Tar Heels. We had Rob Nikovich on the uh, show with us, two-time Super Bowl champion, and now we're joined by the legend uh, himself, one of my favorite all-time uh, broadcasters and a, a voice, a personality, and a face that's synonymous uh, with the game that he loves so much. Dickie V. Dick Vitale joins us. Dick, good morning. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us well, this good morning. Good morning, guys. It's a beautiful, uh, there's a lot of noise where I'm at. I'm in a restaurant. I'm in a restaurant. I'm sitting outside in about 77-degree weather down in beautiful uh, Sarasota, uh, Bradenton area. Just relaxing, having some brunch, and I'm heading out to Miami, where I got a big speaking engagement I have to do I'm down there at the famous Breakers Resort. Not a bad way to live, huh? Yeah, so in other words, you're saying life's good, Dick, this morning. <laughs> you life's said. pretty good. You get paid for doing what you want to do. I mean, I'll be sitting at courtside for the finals and the semifinals of the tournament down here in Minneapolis, get a check for doing it. My bosses just wants to be smarter than that. If they would only understand. <laughs> Man, I'd do that for nothing. Are you kidding me? That's well, funny. Like it's funny you say that, Coach, because I know, and I was talking about this earlier, and I respect uh, I respect the hell out of you for, for your honesty about the game and and you and Jay and Jay Billis. And, you know, I was talking earlier about, you You know, you can love, the, a lot of people love the game and want to protect the game. You can love the game and want to correct the game. And you just said, hey, I'd do this for free. And we always hear, but, ah, oh, you can't pay the kids. You can't pay the kids at all. And I wonder what the coaches do it for free. Do they love it as much as you do and as much as the players do, right? And then I guess we'd see how much they love it. Well, you know, many of those coaches chasing dreams started out. In fact, I put a picture up just yesterday. I had found a picture. I called it the Jersey Boys. A picture of Yubi Brown, myself, Richie Adubato, and Mike Fratello. And we call ourselves the Jersey Boys because we're all high school coaches. None of us ever thought about making, you know, the kind of money we've made. All we did was want to coach. I remember I used to tease Yubi. I used to pay Yubi $25 and a bologna sandwich to speak at my camp, and he was excited to get it. And, uh, you know, I you do it, but, you know, there's no doubt about it. I mean, let's face it. The game right now has major problems. It has major problems. And I trust those yesterday, and I'll trust them again. There's a great article. I, I, Luke DeCock really did a terrific article quoting me uh, on various things I talked about today's uh, uh, News Observer down there in, uh, when you go to Raleigh-Durham. And Luke was 100% right with some of the things he quoted me about, that the game has come, realization, realization has set in that players deserve to get money. Years ago, you know, we thought Olympics, amateur, amateur, amateur. But they came down, got realistic, and eventually paid guys money to be there. And the bottom line is, a kid like Zion, different great players, they deserve that cash and they deserve it legally, not under the table. Love that. Dickie B, I got to ask you, it is the 40th anniversary of what a lot of people consider the first time, the creation of March Madness. You're looking at Michigan State taking on Indiana State. Happened back in 1979, and I think a lot of people, they don't understand the significance of what that game meant. It was the most watched game to this day in the country. Can you talk a little bit about what made that game so great and, and on college basketball moving forward? 
Well, I think the impact it had because you got the kid from French Lick, Indiana, carrying a team like Indiana State, mid-major school, unbeaten season. Larry Bird started to become a household name, and everybody had heard of Magic, Irvin Johnson, what he was doing for his local team where he grew up as a kid out there at Michigan State. So it became drama big time to see those guys go head-to-head. And I think that certainly started the, the, the impact. And then also in 1979 came this network, ESPN. Came mm. in 79 after that game, was not part of that game. But we came in existence like in October. And I did the very first game in the history of ESPN, which I'll take to my grave with me and proud of. <laughs> so uh, who played? December 5. Who played, Coach? Who was the first game that you did uh, on ESPN? The Paul in Wisconsin. It was uh, the great DePaul team of Mark Aguirre and those guys against the Wisconsin team with Wes Matthews, whose son right now is playing in the NBA. Yeah, wow, wow. And, mm. you know, Coach, it's funny you say that. And, I'm listen, I'm 48 years old uh, right now, and – I grew up. Wow, well, forty. Yeah, I wish I was forty. <laughs> I feel you know old. You got to numbers, and you get close. <laughs> but like, growing up, you know what? I guarantee you, you're going to find many guys my age with my energy and enthusiasm. Oh I'll God! You that. I hope I'm doing as well as you, Coach, uh, at, at your age. I, I hope I'm going to Hooters and killing it, and going to breakfast in Miami and watching basketball all day. But <laughs> and like, speaking of, I'm speaking at a big convention for some of the top financial advisors and. Uh, you know, when I speak, if I I have a goal when I give a speech, I mean, obviously you're paying a lot of money, but number one, number two, my goal, though, it's not about the money because realistically I make a great living at ESPN. I speak and do it because I love speaking. I love getting a chance to share some of my feelings and things I believe in about the game of life, about chasing dreams, about coming from, you know, really, I came from nowhere, man. I came from a home that was filled with lots of love, Lots of affection. My mother and father were uneducated. Fifth grade education. But they had a doctrine of love. And they taught my brother, sister, and I in this great country, if you want to get ahead, you got to have a passion and a sense of pride about what you do. And I've tried to do that all my life. And I, something, I, guys, I would share with you that I've found has been such a key in my life. I mean, my life, let's face it, you know, it, it, the chapter's coming to an end. And, and then and it'll be a sad time for me. When that ends, I look choked up thinking about that. But the bottom line is, let me tell you, I learned at home on my dinner table every day. I would hear from my mother and father, uneducated people, but people with hearts of gold, always about their family. Let me tell you, they would say, Richie, must have a dick. Richie, be good to people, and people will be good to you. And, man, I look, I'm in 14 Hall of Fames. I'm getting the Lifetime Achievement Award, the highest honor by the Emmys. Why? Why? Because people have been good to me. And I like to think I've been good to people. I've always tried to extend a hand. I've tried to never have any hate. we got too much hate in our country. We need more love. Now, we've had people in our chat on Twitter that said they met you, and they're like, he's the same person with the same passion. And there's a reason why uh, you're around, and you, you have been around uh uh, Dick Vitale with us, uh, getting getting emotional, and we appreciate his honesty. And I was going to say, Dick, Dick, I'm 48, and, you know, to me, and I said earlier, synonymous with college basketball and ESPN, the success of the network that was brought up. And college basketball, to me, the first announcer that turned me on to the game was Al McGuire. And I was like, man, this guy, oh, tell, he tells it like it is. And he had the suits, and 
You know, I remember growing up watching DePaul games at, with, with my Coach Meyer and, and on NBC and John Wooden. But, you know, through through the 80s, Coach, being a Michigan fan in the old days, Glenn Rice, Ramil Robinson, Lloyd Vaught, you know, Terry Mills, and, you know, Bobby Knight, and so many games, Coach, that you deserve the honors that you get. I, you know, I say you're like Keith Jackson. You're, you're, your voice is, is synonymous with the sport that we love so much. Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, I know I'll get real choked up when I receive that award because I never looked at it that I'm a broadcaster. I always thought that I was just a shock, gave me a microphone, and certainly just gave me a chance to talk about a game I love. But when you mentioned the name Keith Jackson, that list of who's in or has received a Lifetime Achievement Award just blows me away. And to think mm-hmm. my name will be with them, I'll be the second analyst that's on that list. The first one is great job, Madden. But on the list is Keith Jackson, Howard Cosell, Brett Musburger, I mean, Jack Buck, the living Scully, and Dick Vitale. <laughs> it's like a Mount Rushmore. I mean, I pinch myself. I said, when they called and told me, I said, you can't be serious, man. I violate every rule in podcasting. <laughs> I said, but you know what? Some guys better try it because it's worked. <laughs> Coach, one of my favorite lines I ever heard you say, that's a horrible call. I have one eye, and I knew that was a bad call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I got one eye. I wish I was lying. I wish I had two. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get you out of here, Coach, and, man, I'm really getting choked up now as we're with the uh, the legend, uh, Dick Vitale. How do you think this tournament plays out? It's a tournament of blue bloods, and we just had Eric Montrose on earlier in the program. We've never had a Duke-North Carolina championship game before, Dick. Is it a possibility this year? How do you see this playing out? Well, it's definitely a possibility. Both teams are really uh, such high level. I, I, you know, I said before the tournament started on Selection Sunday, I said, it's going to be a year of the chalk. And everybody laughed at me. And I picked my – when I did my selections, I had my first uh, – all my picks were in the first and second round, uh, second seeds, and I felt that way. I felt there's a separation with the top eight and the rest of the field. Not much of a separation, but there's a separation. And the Carolina Duke thing is a very possible scenario, but they got to take care of business. I mean, they survived in advance against Central Florida Duke. I mean, really, uh, uh, your heart felt for those kids in Central Florida who played a brilliant game. Johnny Dawkins' stock went off the charts after that game, the way he prepared his team and his post game, the way he handled it. He didn't complain at the end about, you know, should have been a foul on his Williamson, should have been. I mean, you could say, should he this, should he that. Shooters don't make it. And the bottom line is, it's in the book, it's a win. And Duke survived, as Jimmy V used to say. Key in the tournament, you must survive in advance. It'll be a game along the way that'll be an incredible challenge. And maybe that was Duke's challenge, even though I think Virginia Tech presents some problems, especially now that Justin Robinson's back. But when Virginia Tech beat Duke, Zion Williamson didn't play. So now you got the trade. Zion Williamson, Justin Robinson. I don't know. I like that kid Zion, man. Dick Vitale. Uh, with us, uh, Dick, it's been it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, it's always I always look forward to talking to you. And you know, as we stated earlier, there's a reason why you're you're as beloved. You treat people with uh, with kindness, and uh, you know, we, you get more than kindness back. You get love from everyone across the board, and uh, it's been great having you on the program this morning, Dick. Well, thank you. You guys can do me one favor. I, I think many of you know I'm obsessed now with raising money for kids battling cancer. I got a brand new book out right now. If you go to my website, 
Pick Vital online. You'll see it right there on my website. It's my Mount Rushmore's of college basketball, my 40 years in ESPN. We made the number one. We reached the number one list on Amazon in terms of uh, the SA Sportsbooks list. We're going to get that up on the website for you, Dick. Thanks for joining us, sir. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions, Red Heat Radio. Radio. We apologize. Uh, although everything was fine on radio, I guess we had a little issue on uh, YouTube uh, there. Great stuff, Gabe. That was really good stuff with Vitel. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, Dick, Dick Vitel's the man. Great job. You and Joe did a great job, like get, getting him open up like that. Like I know he's a pretty flamboyant guy, but those were some great old stories too. And I ever told you this story, but Mark Aguirre was one of my favorite players when everyone else liked different guys I'm kind of you know me Gabe I'm a little bit different and uh one of my favorite uh players to play the game I remember the my the Converse All-Stars I wanted the Mark Aguirre version uh instead of like you know the Magic or anybody else I used to love that guy I, in my opinion one of the more underrated college and NBA players Mark Aguirre yeah he was uh Aguirre was uh you know what he wasn't the nicest guy that's why he doesn't get uh yeah. good player yeah, he doesn't get the uh, he doesn't get the love. <laughs> he doesn't get the love. But all right, so hey, it is it is what it is. It was on the radio. That's all good. Um, still frustrating, uh, nevertheless. You, know, you get Dick Dick Vitale on, and the audio doesn't work during Dick Vitale's interview. It's like interview the the, the audio would have been better if the audio didn't work for us. <laughs> Excellent point. Yeah. <laughs> Great stories, though. I enjoyed it. No, you and Ranieri yeah. did a great job, man. Like, he's a legend. You talk about it. Those are great stories. And I remember that stuff, too, man. Like, I, I like to go to – I don't want to, like, wax poetic about the past, but there was just a different era of college and NBA then. It was just a lot more – I don't know how you say it, Gabe. A lot more fun. Today's era is just about – and Dick Vitale said it, about negativity and stupid stories and whatever. We need we need more just fun, fun happiness and enjoy the games for what they are instead of always busting people's balls on uh, – Social media all the time gets annoying. Well, speaking of negativity, um, there's going to be a lot of negativity in New York right now because uh, we've got breaking news out Uh-oh. of uh, out of out of Cleveland. So of course Odell Beckham got traded to the Cleveland Browns uh, for uh, for a first uh, first round pick, third round pick, and uh, Jabril Peppers. Except uh, W E W S Cleveland. Is, uh, is reporting, on your side, investigators have confirmed that the National Football League has requested information from the Cleveland Police Department concerning two incidents earlier this year uh, and former Brown safety Jabril Pepper's role in both these incidences developing. Uh-oh. So, oh, no. Yeah, imagine, like, Gettleman, man. <clears throat> you know, listen, Gettleman already comes across like he's in over his head. The New York Giant brass already seems like they're kind of clueless as it is <clears throat> now 
if you throw in the fact, I mean, they were boasting about getting Jabril Peppers in this deal. That's true. Now, I got to be honest with you, though. Is it, it's kind of, I don't know, Cleveland can say we didn't know about this, right? Yeah, but, it's a Giants problem now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It is the Giants problem. Like, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? But, like we're, you, you and I aren't like, he is a, he is a New York football giant. Yeah, the, it season, is a giant the season problem. hasn't started yet. I know you can't Not, turn the trade back, but we got a no, problem now. It's done. <laughs> Stamped. So what, this is like you and my $1,000 bet that we proved that the women were better, but an hour later only? You said, I'm yeah, gone. I drove away. Oh, first <laughs> yeah. of all, it's my $1,000. Remember, I won by a point percentage. It wasn't a clean win, but yeah. No, no, it's, but it's, Jay, it's Slick, Jay, Slick, Jay Slick said after, no, no, it was wrong. Well, oh, no, I thought he said uh, we did it all. I thought, it, but yeah, it was NCAA women, men. No, 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 actually, no, no, no. Yeah, it, you know, okay, it turns out. It turned out uh-huh. the original study was wrong, and he sent a more factual recent one from the New York Times that oh. proved the women were actually better. Well, don't ask me for a thousand bucks because I thought I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you said that. I, that I said bet, I wasn't paying anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. If I'll give you a thousand bucks if I lose a legitimate bet, but uh, don't expect any transfers coming your way. Yeah, it just it seems unethical though the Cleveland Browns to be trading players that are under investigation. Hey, great move by the Browns, I could say. Excellent. It's a Giants problem now. What a train wreck. Imagine Peppers wow. gets in a it's, it's almost like Gettleman's like a WWE guy. He's like, is he trying to like screw his own grant? Like, who, who's he playing for? Gabe Peppers says he did it.